What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. <laughs> I like that. So we run through it and you just tell us if something's too loud? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going. Gotta go in right now. We start with that one or you think it should kick uh, off? Let's start with that because that's where it ends. Hey y'all, this is Early James from Birmingham, Alabama, and this is Way of the Dinosaur. Hell yeah! Nailed it! <laughs> Just kind of introduce themselves and uh, we'll get rolling. 
My name's Daniel Rain. Uh, Adrian Marmalejo, play the bass. I'm Ford Boswell. Joey Rudisil. I'm uh, James Mollis. Great. All right, man, I'll start with you. So originally uh, from Troy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> tell me a little bit about growing up there, and we need that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of finding your way, like, growing up, what was, you know, like, school like? Was you into sports, or what did that look like? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, growing up, like, was definitely more pressured to be in the sports because uh, Troy, you know, there's not really a music scene, and I, I think I had to go to Montgomery to, to see the first live band ever. Like, I, oh, they do this live, like, because they didn't do it in Troy. Yeah. But uh, often, or it just wasn't great. But uh, um, so I played football and baseball, and uh. Till about tenth grade, I started playing guitar around fifteen, and then just was just so burnt out on football and uh, and baseball, and just quit and joined jazz band. Even though I didn't know how to read music, they they still let me join. So I yeah. think they just needed a guitar player. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing it was in uh, Kennedy Millport. Uh, those two towns came together to make South Lamar, and by the time I got in high school. We didn't even have a band program. We were like, instead of a 1A, it should have been like a half A. <laughs> 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 yeah. And uh, I played baseball, like you, man, until about ninth, tenth grade. And then I picked up a guitar because we had a guy, he got a scholarship to the University of Alabama to play. And he had like St. Louis Cardinals come watch him uh, play in Millport. <laughs> and I was, we were blown away by this. Yeah. But one thing I noticed quick was... He wants it more than I do. Yeah. Like after practice, he would go run some more. Then he would go to the gym and work out, and then he would get back out on the field to practice more. Yeah. And I don't want that much. Well, that was the point. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that's when I decided to quit. I was like, I play guitar. I bet I can do this for the rest of my life. The St. Louis Cardinals aren't going to look at me. <laughs> and so that was kind of like the reality of it for me. Yeah, I re I remember it sucking and uh, like jazz band because it's a I think you were forced to have like that elective class so like so many people just half-assed being in band and they didn't want to learn cool songs they just wanted to like get the credits so the band director he would let the like it was me a bass player Micah Johnson and Nick Johnson on drums and he would let us do a blues trio for like the 30 minutes of music he was supposed to fill that he was supposed to teach and he was like y'all just go out there and play Jimi Hendrix and Steve Ray Vaughan and we would just do a blues trio and then they would have they would have one song perfect you know assemblies and things and it was just like I, that guy loved me he even I, he knew I didn't know how to read music but yeah. like like he was just, just like y'all just go out there and make noises it sounds great <laughs> yeah, so from Troy uh, to Montgomery, is, and then to Birmingham, or what did that Tro look like? Uh, Troy to Louverne uh, for uh, 11th grade and senior year, and then worked at the hospital there and worked at a grocery store. And then when I was 21, I, I moved up here in Birmingham with my sister and started meeting everybody and playing gigs and stuff. Okay, so first uh, gigging out, it started here. Oh uh, man, I was playing like, you know, a little bit out of town. Mama Goldberg's. Yeah, Mama <laughs> Goldberg's in Troy, Double Branch in Troy. Um, I played, a, you know, I played the Georgiana Theater, uh, like still probably one of the coolest things I've ever done. Um, that's like, George, oh, Hank Williams lived briefly. I don't think he's from, like his family lived there for a short time. And like underneath, they apparently flipped the stage, the wood on the stage or something. But he had signed underneath, and they were trying to protect it, which sounds weird. But like the Georgiana Theater, tiny theater. Jeez, I think someone lied to you, but <laughs> yeah, it was it was something about they got him to sign underneath, or like I can't remember. But uh, like in such an old theater, and I was like, that was. That was probably one of the coolest gigs I've still played to this day, knowing that Hank Williams is, is 
had performed on that stage. But um, yeah, I, I probably you know had one or two gigs a month at the most, and then when I moved up here, it's like you can before COVID you could have a gig every day of the week, right? Sometimes two, like. And so, as you got more involved with the scene, um, just a little bit about the guys here. How did y'all meet each other? Uh, just had a show one night. And did Did you know any of these guys before you and I met, or? I know I ran into Daniel, but we had never spoken. But we met at Little Italy's. Yeah, I remember sitting in when you and Devontae had that that duo, where it was just guitar and drums, and it was at Les's studio, and I just walked in, was just yeah, hanging yeah. out in the control room. I forget why I was there, yeah. <laughs> but I was just like hanging out with Les. <laughs> And that's when I was like, hey, this guy's pretty good. And, uh, pretty good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's pretty, and he's good. And he's good. Uh, I met Adrian through... <laughs> um, I'll let Adrian tell that story. Uh, I, he did some interview on WBHM, and I'm, I'm a, a huge public radio asshole. And so I, I listened to all the stories and stuff. But I went to go see him after that interview and uh, decided that I was going to make him let me play with him. Did you? Did he play on that? Yeah, yeah, he played. Some songs. I, like I was a, uh, it was listening to the interview though. It was, it was me and me and my wife in the car, and uh, when we, when I when I heard the interview come on, it was him talking about playing Guitar Hero, and it was just me rat ragging on him because it was pretty lame. And then uh, then he started playing. I was like, this is actually pretty sweet. <laughs> But yeah, then I, I showed up to the gig. I, man, I, I, I don't know. I was pretty serious about telling you. I was, I was like, I'm, I'm going to play bass with you, man. No, the phone, the, the when I made your uh, contact, I put like company as upright bass. Because you were like, I'm, I was like, you were like, man, I'd love to play with you and Devontae. And I was like, yeah, we're, we're, we need a bass player. And, and, uh, and you were like, I play bass. And I was like, I was kind of looking for an upright player. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And then like I got your phone number outside when we were loading out, and I remember we were parked over to the side, and then we walked back in and listened to. Uh, just recently got signed to. Uh, damn it. The, who, 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 George, uh, who we were open for? Uh, Wait. And Jack was in the band then. Oh, uh, the prescriptions were. Playing. Yeah, the prescriptions. That's good. Um, John Paul White's label. They just they're most recent, most recent signee to sing a lot, I think. And they're great. That's another Birmingham band. Mm -hmm. That was a guys. good night at the Nick. Yeah, you're you're playing uh, Jack's guitar. Jack's uh, was my old roommate. He's he's the uh, guitar player, or at the time was a guitar player in that band. And uh, but he and I lived together when we went to college in uh, Tuscaloosa. Okay. Just a little bit more about that radio station, WBHN. Is oh, that, that, sorry, is that, that local to here? Yeah, that's like the local uh, NPR. NPR affiliate. Um, but it's, uh, uh, man, I've, I've gotten to know a lot of those folks, especially just from uh, James and I have played a lot of events and stuff for them. And um, But that, that, give money to your local public radio station. Will Dahlberg will be very happy to hear me say that. Uh, he's the... Uh, <laughs> He's, he's the, uh, what does he do? He, he, the, boy, the um, donations managers, I don't know, whatever. But he will be happy to hear me tell people to give money to your public radio station. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, that's the way that I continue to find uh, new music, you know, is through like a world cafe. We got a college yeah. station over in Starbuck where I work. And, you know, around lunch every time. Turn, turn World, World Cafe yeah. is great. They, they, they don't play World Cafe in, at, on WBHM anymore. They used to. Um, now they have a program called Mountain Stage, which is another really good. Uh, it's it's a bit different. It's, it's it, live almost yeah. all the time. And there's right. also Thacker Mountain in Oxford. Yeah. Sometimes they don't play. They don't really play that yeah. on WBHM. But the the Mountain Stage is is more like Thacker Mountain. Uh, where there's like an audience and stuff. World Cafe is, uh, if there's live performances, it's in studio. Mm -hmm. There's no audience, but um, I mean, I prefer hearing the stuff with the audience. I think it's nice. People are kind of like, uh, I mean, same with like us playing. It's nice to like have people to bounce your dumb ideas. He also prefers shows with laugh tracks. 
Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Thacker Mountain's like. Uh, Thacker Mountain's out of um, Oxford. We, we all Oxford. did that, yeah. right? That's the one yeah, we did that. Yeah, that's, yeah. Where I, that's where I got this gig, if I yeah. recall correctly. Actually, you, were you playing drums you or was it Devontae? still this gig. Oxford? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was Devontae. <laughs> that was the, that was the so it was all of us <laughs> with, with Devontae. Yeah. But we were playing with Taylor Honeycutt, if, if you know her. Yeah, we uh, this past Sunday just saw her. Oh, that's right. That's where I thought. You met Alan. Sorry, mm. I saw you. I just I didn't introduce myself. I was drunk and crying as I do. Yeah, that was the night Justin Towns Earl passed away. Wow. It was. And it was. Right. It, it was very sad, and I was very drunk, and uh, I was crying. It was great. Yeah, I, I, crying I cried when I got back home and put on a. We got to go on the road with him for three dates, and I was obsessed with him. And high school copied copied the way I play guitar, like no pick and. Finger style slapping the guitar, mm-hmm. but yeah, that sucked to hear about that. He was a super sweet guy. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I think Abe had. We were sitting back toward the back uh, at the Avondale that night, and Abe just pulled it out on his phone. He said, "Look, what just happened? If this year ain't been bad enough." Yeah, I I told him, and he uh, we talked about it for a while. So, so you you know Abe already. Mm-hmm. Abe's somebody that I've gotten to know. Abe Partridge, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I met him through James, but I'm I'm from uh, down there as well, and so like he he and my uncle played a lot together and stuff. Who's your uncle? His name's John Milham, okay. the drummer. Badass. Uh, yeah, badass drummer. Um, has his, has a lot of his own solo stuff, but uh, played with, for years with a guy named Grayson Caps. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, he was his drummer for probably twelve years or What's something. What's that duo that he does with? With Corky Hughes. Uncle, um, uncle uh, Doctor Chun's. Oh, old yeah, he plays organ with that organist. His name is John. Um, oh, he's a young kid that. He's uh, a man. I, I he's sent you a video of that day. Yeah. He's but barefoot he, and. Uh, John Hall. Was that John Hall. Yeah, he's, he's, he's passed. He just yeah. died. Right. He uh, passed. Yeah. But yeah, just a just a fucking badass that. Uh, I don't know, but uh, that's that's how I've gotten to know him. He's a great guy. Yeah, uh, had him on the show, and um, I mean that led to uh, you know red clay strays, and you know just getting into that mobile scene. Yeah, he's a he's a great guy. So man, tell me a little bit about uh, your instrument. How the how in the world did you start playing that? Um, <laughs> well, a uh, buddy of mine had one in his closet. Pedal steel, that is. Pedal steel, by the way. And, and I've always wanted one in my band, and there's really not many people who play it around town, so I was like, fuck it, I'll just, I'll play it. And uh, They're all 70. Yeah. All the, uh, <laughs> all the not players. far behind them, but, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's just one of those things that's just, it, you know, gets me gigs. <laughs> you know, right. there's not many people doing it, but, um, you know, I, I, I've been chasing it for, I guess, say for like six years now I'm not quite where I want to be never will but you know I can get around on it yeah how uh how long have you been playing now uh technically I've had I had it for a while realized there's no way I was going to figure this out on my own put it away brought it back out started taking some lessons playing with people who kind of understood how to play and showed me some things and then um you know I mean, you know, seriously tried to learn it about six years. That's it. It's an instrument that always like blows me away. It blows when, me I'm, away. when I'm at a show and you yeah. got somebody on stage playing, I was like, this is gonna be good. In the right hands, yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's a, you know. Yeah, this is like it, it's it's probably more like driving like an automatic transmission or something mm-hmm. or a manual <laughs> transmission where it's like. You're, you're like so engaged, no, your whole body. Oh, it's spaceship. Like oh, yeah. It's like rubbing you're your You're not even on the ground. If, if, if a manual transmission <laughs> like took you into another another dimension, but you know that was the thing when James That's Space Texas asked me, asked me to do some of the stuff. The live stuff was like, I listened to his album. Was like I was scared because he's got some serious players on the mm-hmm. album. He's got you know Paul Franklin and Russ Paul and some others, and I was like, shit, I don't, I don't know if I can. And I heard it, and I was like, "Well, they're just doing little bit parts, and I can, you know, I think I can emulate that." So it worked out well. Um, yeah. Is that one you can actually have an extra neck? Because I see the. Yeah, this one actually had another neck, and then some cowboy took it off and 
put the pad put the pad on it. On it. Yeah. You know, I've seen I've seen them. <laughs> I've seen them before where people like take this back neck and they'll like put holes in it, cup holders and yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. you know, the ashtray. <laughs> you know, a mirror. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever your heart. Should have been, they should look at the mirror they're looking at themselves to make sure. Sure, 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 sure. The mirror, the half hour Yeah. Or razor blade cup. <laughs> Holster, <laughs> pistol. This is too far. <laughs> so what about it, man? How did uh, how did Drummer get in the picture? Who? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I met Joey uh, through also kind of through NPR, like um, uh, New Devils. He he plays drums for uh, for for them and. Um, I just, I remember, uh, they're like a power trio, like country, country folk, punk, but I just it's love it, it's just soul, look it up, man, it's, uh, I love the record so much, it's self-titled New Devils, and, um, we, uh, we both participated in NPR Tiny Desk Contest, and, um, I remember just looking up, like who uh, entered in Birmingham, and just getting frustrated when I heard their their uh, submission. Submission, and was like, "Well, I've already lost." <laughs> and then Johnny, the front man, reached out on the YouTube on on a on the video I submitted. It was like, "Man, we got to play a show together." And then I met Joey at Rogue Tavern here in Birmingham, and we played with Heath Green and the Makeshifters. Mm -hmm. And um, no, no before, I did, I before you. So I met Joey before I met you. That one on the Syndicate Lounge. Yeah, show. yeah. I played the Syndicate show with them. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we met around the same time. Okay. okay. But um, yeah, and me, Johnny, and and Jay, and and uh, Joey all all kind of became fast friends when we played that show together, and we played with Taylor Honeycutt. Um, yeah, all of us have have been in that band. Like, pardon the pun, but like all these bands in Birmingham are very incestuous with like who's in. It's not a pun. We all we all have sex with each other. <laughs> you know, like we all just participate because uh, I don't know. It's also Birmingham nice because everyone knows each other's songs, so it kind of like yeah, it's you know, it's a pretty plug and play. It's group. it's great, man. Like I wouldn't take it for anything in the world, honestly. And and I think the bands that have the same members don't all sound the same. That's like the thing you worry about with having yeah. having like all the musicians play in all the bands, like they all sound the same, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that's the case. I, I wouldn't no. agree, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that because uh, Buckle Bunny, uh, yeah. that single, it sounds nothing like this. No, it, yeah. and it, it's, it's, it's supposed to be different, man. Like, at least with, with like what I was doing, I'm like, I don't play like rock and roll bass lines, but I tried it. And it, it was kind of cool, but like with, I, I think like Hun Honeycutt's band has been like the one that is like, has had all of us in there at once. I think we probably all played in that band first. That was, that was where I met Joey. Was that the first? Band? Yeah, or played with you. Yeah, I that's mean, when I, I started mean, playing with Joey too. It's all Honeycutt. Mm -hmm. Honeycutt. And same with Ford. I I don't think I don't know think I met you before that. No, I. You I, were just. The, the, I was the scared of playing. you. You're scared of me. Yeah. Whatever, man. I'm still scared. Me oh, you're just a man. big, you're just a big, lovable guy. Yeah, we have a new picture of Adrian imposing. in our living room. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Honeycut would definitely be the uh, the Kevin Bacon band of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody's been. You know, hey, hey well, guys, that's Kevin. I met Kevin down. Bacon. All right, so I'm one. Oh yeah, he was at the Nick. He was at the Nick. Yeah. Met him at the Nick. Well, well it's just that seven degrees and Kevin Bacon. We've all kind of him and his brother. Did the lyrics are the bacon, bacon brothers. Bacon brothers. <laughs> oh my what gosh. was Bacon doing at the Nick? They, he was. They were playing. He had Drunk. a band called Bacon Brothers. You know this? I heard he was. I did not know that. Yeah, he and his brother <laughs> had a band like a blues. Who, band. Good Who is it? And so the there was. A, they have a thing called Birmingham Bandstand, which is like <laughs> the Monday shows night <laughs> thing that the Nick would have. That was like uh, just jam. They would like all the the drums, amps, everything was provided, and you just come and like play. And it was just like slots. 
And so they got uh, Kevin Bacon and his brother to come out. On stage? Well, <laughs> Kevin Bacon didn't play. His brother played a set. Um, but they had just played at the Lyric or something. Uh, and so it was, just, it was just like, well, I've got to meet Kevin Bacon. Like, you can't not be feet away and not like, hey, I have to like make this connection because I have to be one degree away from you. Mm-hmm. That's very important for me. I'm glad, it, I'm glad it worked in that scenario. It did not work with Bill Murray. Oh no, Bill Murray oh, wow. had no interest in meeting me. More of a zombie land type thing? Uh, <laughs> yes, because he was. He Joey was, met he was having a good Joey time. Met Joey met him. met him. I can't say he was too terribly happy about it, but I think he was kind of forced into just shaking my head. We, we were in Austin, 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 Austin Texas. Texas at some hockey time. Opening for the Longbella, and this bar was right down the street from the venue we played. I think we walked there, kept our same parking spot. Walked in, and I had literally just started a rule for on tour, like no shots. As soon as we walk in, as soon as we walk, soon as we walk in, Long Bellow frontman. Um, I know I'm an asshole. I forgot his name, but um, Zach. Zach, yes, thank you, thank you for it. crushing it over here. Um, Zach is talking to the bar owner. Um, something, something saloon. I'm looking it up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and they're just both talking like the White Horse. Bill, the White, White Horse, Horse Saloon. Dude, yeah, everyone's Austin, Texas. Like, oh, Bill Murray's here. Everyone's and like, like okay, I, I'm I walk in and uh, <laughs> Zach knew the bar owner and he buys us all tequila shots. And um, it's beginning of a rough night. Wild night. Wild, oh, by far, a wildest night of the tour. Yeah. I mean. And Bill was having a good time too. Oh yeah, he wasn't was. Bill hanging out with like your friend that yeah. you were meeting there? Yeah, I had not seen her in maybe four or five years because she had moved out to Texas, you know, a while back, and uh, and she parties with Bill Murray. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Is that actually so I ran into her, and then I noticed that Makes she sense. was dancing with Bill Murray, and they were in a group of like five friends, and I just kind of hovered around like a like a creep until I could <laughs> shake his hand. Uh, like a hairy ghost. Yeah, just in the shadows. <laughs> but he was nice. He shook my hand. But you could tell he was socially not working that night. Because mm-hmm. that's his reputation, is that he's just this high sociable guy wherever you find him. And, uh, but it, it He was wasn't pretty, rude. No, no, he, no, certainly no was. He, he was pretty clear. Like, I'm here to, yeah. to dance and, and listen to this man. And I, really I know am. I'm the most and famous also, person yeah, in the world. Give this man his yeah, space. You know? yeah. it's fair. Honestly, everybody in there was pretty cool. I'm over in the corner like, <laughs> oh yeah, there's some blurry, blurry picture. I took a picture. He looks like Bigfoot. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's like, man, that's as close as I got to him. But that is Bill Murray. Dude, we, I was standing next to some dude, and we were just both staring, just like drinking our beer, staring at Bill Murray. And he's like, hey man, you want some of this? And he was some dip. And I've never done it in my entire, <laughs> entire life. Never <laughs> once. I don't smoke cigarettes. Me and tobacco. It's not. It's not cool. Uh, so I'm like, black oh yeah, and I put it, I put it in my lip, and I was just, just hanging out with it, already too drunk for this, and was swallowing every bit of it, uh, yeah, every it. single bit of it. Had no idea that I was supposed to be. How was it uh, Well, I, I was fine until the next morning. It was the worst. It everything came out. That poor hotel nicotine nasties. It was rough, man. But. Uh, that was that was my introduction to to that. But you know what? I had to look cool in front of Bill Murray, and you don't you don't not take you don't people not handy. take the dip in front of Bill. I Murray. mean, it could have been that. I mean, it could have also been something else, and then I would have been somewhere else. But it was it was just some dip. Ford's <laughs> picture of uh, Bill Murray looked like those like pictures of a black hole where they're like I promise that's a black hole <laughs> <laughs> you have to take my word for it tiny little blur in an ocean of blackness <laughs> I'm so proud of that. that's <laughs> Bill Murray <laughs> and this is pretty much how I remember it looking too right. <laughs> that was by far the wildest night of that tour though <laughs> well, we also opened up for Marcus King, and uh, we had a we had a the good Marcus night. the Marcus King nights where this is all in 2020. Dude, he, he bought out that bar that night. That's oh, that was forever be the coolest fun. thing. It was everything was shut down. He was just like, 
I'll give you as much money as you want if you just open back up and yeah. we're just give us a round of shots. And, and we did. And we man, walked. It was great. And then we, we walked to the beach. Then we walked to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this we, was, you got in there. What town were y'all in with this? Oh, uh, Solana Beach. Right and it was just like San Diego. California. Yeah. It, it was just this this dude who was the biggest beach bum, and he was he was probably in this like. I thought he was the sound guy. He was the sound guy. Yes, he was the sound guy. But he was just like this beach bum. He was really pretty. He was really a pretty good one. Yeah, great sound guy. Probably the best sound. But he he just was like. Man, y'all want to go to the beach? No, so no. like everybody was like, no, we don't want to go to the beach. And then we're all like, hell yeah, we're yeah. going to the beach. I was like, I've never seen the Atlantic. Goes, well, you got to so go. Like, I, got this, I got this spot, man. It's it's killer, man. I swear it's real cool. And so like he he brought some beers. stairs. Yeah, he brought oh, some beers man. from the venue, and we just like are on the beach, and we're like. Dude, if this guy murders us here, that is okay. This is fantastic. We're all taking pictures of the beach. That water was cold. It's black. Yeah, it was. It's so dark, and we just like we're getting in the beach, and and then we're like, man, we gotta, we got, we gotta go. I remember me, like, me, Ford, and Joey laid down, oh, and you thought I, I thought was, was you or no? I thought Joey and you laid down, or maybe and, vice versa. And you started talking to me like I was Joey, but I never picked up on it. <laughs> What's it like playing drums? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, but dude, this 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 beach bum was just like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here. That's That's, no, he was a beach bum, so dude. Come on. Man. And he's just like, I'm I'm just gonna wake up here, man. That's cool. And we just left him, man, and yeah. we'll never see him again. I hope he is alive. Cool dude. Yeah, yeah fun. he was cool. Gave us a great memory. Yeah, I just remember him bitching about any ear monitors. <laughs> yeah. Dude, man, like just the, the speakers to your ear. That's what you need, man. <laughs> Y'all are running in ears for that. No, Mar- no. Marcus was. Uh, yeah. So like oh, that had to be what January or February. Amateurs. That, that was yeah, January. right around there. That sucks. Weenie Hut Junior. Marcus well, I mean, King Bandit. But looking forward to the tour coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Amateurs. Looking forward to the tour. <laughs> I want to go back to uh, what you said earlier about uh, live audience and you know just playing for a studio. Is uh, you know since COVID you have uh, the live streams. For what it, for what it's worth, it's it's better than nothing. Yeah. But. I think it's like you said, man. If if I can't vibe off of the audience, it feels like a rehearsal where someone is in the other room, and you don't want to like mess up your rehearsal because you know that your girlfriend's gonna be mad at you or something. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, I just have to like be be good enough to like make sure that you know she's not posting videos to her friends or something. And then, like, kind of have to interact because you know she's listening, but she's probably not. That's what it feels like to me. <laughs> I, I think that was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard it put like that, but it's put well. Oh man, I, I've been, I've been, I've been on TikTok way too much during quarantine. Don't bring TikTok. Just hold on, this. It, so. it goes somewhere. There's this person that like. Uh, Trump banned it. We can't do it anymore. I've been watching this, this girl's video, and it's it's all she does is just post videos of her boyfriend's band in in the basement, and it's so loud. All she can do is just sit there and sing along to all these dumb songs that he's singing, and it's just you know part one of my boyfriend's band practicing downstairs, part two of this, and it's just like a ton of videos of her just making fun of her boyfriend's band, which rocks until it's. Uh, until it's like your band, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, World Cafe, um, there was a girl who got discovered because of TikTok. It's blue animal. It's blue. I don't know. I don't remember what kind of animal. Blue tiger. Blue tiger. Yeah, bass player. Fantastic. Yeah. Right, follow her on TikTok. It's great. Thundercat. Yeah. No, no, no. Her, uh, blue tiger uh, something. Anyway, she's she's great. Great bass player, and uh, she's. she's She's got a huge following on TikTok and is great. How long can your video be on TikTok? Sixty seconds is the max, mm-hmm. but there's like different ways of doing it. She's like, like half a Roger Miller song. It's perfect. <laughs> 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 I 
But I, the, the whole spill on that World Cafe was like different ways to be found. You know, usually it's maybe it was a movie or your, your song got on a TV show. Mm-hmm. And then TikTok of all places. Yeah, I mean, like getting getting something on like a, a TV show or a movie, any that like it, it's all so limited. But it, everything is like unlimited when you're talking about, you know, there's, you know, billions of people on an app because it's worldwide, like you have access to everything. That's... That's like the positive thing that like we're quarantined during a time where we have access to everyone virtually, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Uh, I don't know how I would handle being quarantined without like uh, being able to speak to other humans. Like if this was a hundred years ago and the only way you can interact with people is to actually go see them. Tough. I think the weirdest thing about TikTok is like how easy it is to grow an audience. Like we have, you know, on Instagram and it feels crazy to me to have like 3400 or yeah, 3400 3500 followers. And on Instagram like my my girlfriend's son has 30,000 oh, followers on yeah. TikTok. Yeah. It is crazy. Like I I've, I've posted For videos posting Nonsense. 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 I mean, but it's it is oh, it. It's entertaining. It's pretty funny. It's a for it's you a know. But but I'm just saying, like. It's insane. I it's mean, insane that he garnered that much attention through think, just like posting shit at three a.m. Like for the boys. <laughs> yeah. That's a TikTok thing. Yeah, I don't watch TikTok. So. I'll show y'all. Uh, I think I got it saved on my phone when we get done with this. But I'm gonna tell you about it now. There was a video <laughs> of, of a dog. Already got it. And then there's a, what's your name? <laughs> what? What is your name? Tony. <laughs> Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> what's your name? <laughs> Ezekiel. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's that's perfect. Mm-hmm. All those animal videos, I can get into that. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Marmalex on uh, TikTok. Marmalex. Wow, Marmalex. I knew you'd eventually just use <laughs> this. This is all awesome. awesome. to plug. Use this to write out your TikTok fame. Uh, I quit the band. I've done the thing I need. <laughs> this is all a huge a TikTok bruise. influencer now. <laughs> oh, I have like five followers, and it's like it's it's. The girl who lives next door and five, like, young black kids don't understand, like, what my... Because, like, it's stupid. It's just me drunk. That's all I'm like, like super drunk. Yeah, look at this, like, 50-year-old drunk. When I say kids, I mean, they're all, like, 10. Like, they, they look young, young, and they're following me. That's all that I have. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what this world is or what I'm doing, but I have a popular TikTok where... Strangers Five coming. people. Hey, that's popular, man. I can take a, I can take any conversation to a dead end. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, I guess we're back on uh, back in California. <laughs> Where to go from there? Baby, baby, baby. <laughs> California. Uh, man, California was weird because I don't know how the rest of the band felt, but like, I I think like all the time I feel like I just don't belong. Like I don't understand how we got to playing those rooms, and uh, like especially the show in Hollywood. Like the, like they closed down the venue after the after Marcus played and invited. I guess a select few who ever played paid the VIP ticket price to the top of the the roof. <laughs> Joey, Joey, Joey had a good night. Fonda Theater. Yeah, Fonda, Fonda, the Fonda Theater. Hey, what is that band? Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet. And like me and, <laughs> me and Joey, yeah, me and Joey were in the we're green room. Time. Me, me and Joey were in the green room. And uh, getting just getting stoned like right before we were gonna go up, and Joey was like, "Dude, is that Greta Van Fleet hanging out over there?" And I was like, "Nah, dude, you're stoned. Like, there's no way." Yeah. And <laughs> oh, they, 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 they were mooning everyone. Turns man. out it is. 
They were politely escorted. They were politely escorted out of the. Yeah, because they were they were they were mooning people. It was just they were just. It's great. I mean, just why not? Why not? Like, oh, well, I you got kicked it. out of that party. Go to another party. Like, I was, whatever. I was not offended. No. They, there were plenty of parties to go to that night, but um, and they're young, so they have good butts. Yeah. Little, little, little butts against the guy. You're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut that out later. No, please leave that in. You are editing this, right? <laughs> yeah. My wife does not care. <laughs> but uh. It was just strange, like, being, like, I guess just, like, uh, being around, like, people who thought it was normal. I had never been in California, ever, you know? And, uh... Sorry. And, uh... Just the... Because I feel like I've heard that in songs, like, when I was going, like, rooftop... Rooftop party in Hollywood. That's not a song. Never mind. Never heard it. It is, <laughs> it is now. Right, everybody, uh, everybody get this. Yeah, it is now. I, I was imagining you could have gone with like any Cheryl Crow song. Like what is? What were you doing? The first rooftop party is the coolest in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's you good. didn't hate that. You heard it here first, folks. No. Oh. But, yeah, it was kind of a... Being in California is weird because I think I just heard about it for so long and I've, you know, done a lot of Southeastern tours for the most part and then ha- getting the chance to go all the way out there was, was super strange to me. Um, yes, it's but the, I was just about to say that. And the Mexican <laughs> the food is wonderful. I think anytime you get out that far west, you get, you're getting legitimate Mexican food at that point, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm from El Paso, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it was better than your parents' food. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there was one place we were coming home after, I guess it was on the run with the Lumbella, and we were coming home, and Adrian, I don't know if you found it online or what, but we just went into like this small town off the interstate um, it was half a market yeah a yeah it was like this market and it was legit i mean it was so oh, good. i remember that. You got that yeah scene. they did language like they did a drink uh, that they gave us um you recommended it and it was like it was like a shrimp cocktail bloody mary combined with a beer in it mm, uh huh. camarones oh my goodness but anyway no, that's that, but that like like it's a michelada but just with like oh, oh yes it was so good yeah. that was probably the most Legit. We were also Mexican because that was like uh, that was on the way back. We were all very sad. It was sad. That was, yeah, that was, was around like, March thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. Where what, the tour what, is getting. I think canceled. it was what the was day the, the record came out. I was out. gonna say. Yeah, we were supposed to be playing at the Fillmore. March twelfth was the shutdown for the Oblins. That day, yeah, just missed playing the Fillmore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. And they shut it down, and we were riding back, and it was like. And we were all afraid that we had it. Yeah. Which I'm still convinced we all had it. Well, we had just played Seattle as well. No, nah, I think it was probably the. We were all kind of sniffling. Never, not, not, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody would call from the band, and you'd just be like, ten Yeah, but there's, there's, <laughs> there's also two smokers. We're bringing the road back to Alabama. <laughs> I mean, somebody like had a legitimate hat going on, and it was like, oh my gosh. Bringing it, maybe I'll be home in a couple days. That's what Bring I thought. I'm, I'm hearing all this terrible stuff about coronavirus, and I was like, huh, my roommate has been out on tour across the entire country for <laughs> what, how many weeks at a time? Yeah, yeah, like all the way to California and back. Well, that was like, turns out we didn't have it though. Yeah, yeah we didn't. well, that was a running joke on stage. would be like, hey, we'll be, you know, come, come to the merch table, we'll shake your hand, and we'll give you corona. And now it's not funny at all. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. The worst, the worst part is a lot of them actually came up on, and I was, we were like, dude, that was a joke. And I was like, at best, yeah. right, elbow, at elbow. best, elbow. <laughs> and like, the longer we got into it on the last run before everything was shut down, you started seeing waves of people who were like really sketchy about, you know, they didn't want to yeah, right. come talk, but they wanted to give their distance and. And then the closer and closer it got to like when we were finally canceled, I mean, people were just like paranoid. And then three days later, I mean, three days ride back, it was so surreal going to those truck stops and 
rest areas and whatever. It's just like yeah, we didn't have masks or anything. Nah. It wasn't even like a thought. We didn't realize right. how bad how bad it was at that point. Mm-hmm. I remember when it first kicked off. I knew it was real. When I looked over in the turning lane and I saw a guy had a like a legit gas mask on <laughs> in his car by himself. But, but but in all fairness, he's probably been wearing that for years, man. That was just like his look. He may just like gas masks. He might. He's probably got a weird fetish. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, don't yuck his young. Come on. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was like. That's a new level. <laughs> I knew it was real when Rick and Bubba said it was real. <laughs> I mean, that's past the gravy, please. Oh, wait, no, never mind. <laughs> Rick and Bubba. <laughs> uh, I knew it was real when, like, all the festivals were closing down and everything. You know, people that, like... Daniel, we're really... joking here. We don't need real. <laughs> real. I knew it was real stories. Well, I'll leave it at Rick and Bubba. That's <laughs> yeah, it was like South by Southwest. Uh, South by Southwest got canceled. Yeah, we were, supposed, then, to be, we were supposed to be there. And, everything else. and then it was like immediately after that, I got on social media the next day, and it was like, yeah, it's all gone. And that, we were actually positioning ourselves to round out from the west and then go through Texas to do South by, and then they had the agent had like saved it for us. So we could still do, we were going to do Luck Reunion as well, mm-hmm. which I was so Willie Nelson hugely stoked about. And the lineup was good too. Oh, it was so cool. And we were so going to meet some friends and it was going to be a good time. And it just sort of like in one day, they had saved it. They'd like come up with some alternative stuff for us to do in Austin. And then all of a sudden it was like within three hours, everything got canceled. Like we were just sitting in this place in Portland. Just, it was like the stock market. Yeah, as soon it was. As, you know, as soon as someone pulls out, it's like, oh, I'm pulling out. Like, right. Everybody, but, um, you know, it just all the time. yeah, but um, but still, probably the best live stream we've been part of. Absolutely, and it was the probably the first major live stream that came out. Very great, and still the. Best one I've seen, like in terms of just like production, production, yeah, that's, that's and like really they had a real host, and like, you know. uh, and I love clipping back, like when it, they would clip back to like him and his family, uh, Willie Nelson. Yeah, yeah. They, like, they do, like, it was by far the. Yeah, I'm really so cool. glad we were. And is they, this thing working? And they were very gracious <laughs> to the artists as well. Yeah, I mean, they, it, was very, they, it was all about paying the artists because yeah, they knew. The artists, yeah. Like man, like that money for helped me for. Exactly. Help yeah, all you, of us. You probably regretted having a band at that point, man. You could have done the solo. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want y'all to be all right. But it was funny because everybody's video was like them just like in their kitchen. Or <laughs> yeah. And these guys did like full on like production. With lights. Like, buddy. Yeah. Smoke and light. And then they got done. like, well, big they had a whole band. <laughs> <laughs> they got to give big friendly productions. The yeah, they did. Big friendly, yeah. big friendly productions. And live and listen, man. They, oh, yeah. man, uh, the, that like, I don't know if anyone had, had saw that who was listening, but they, like, there was a nice run of having like real production concerts that were just live streamed. That's so cool, man. Especially like trying to ease back into not playing shows. That was like a really good way to transition from like. At least feel like you're on a stage. Yeah, like it felt like a real stage. I mean, <laughs> there's certainly no like audience interaction or anything but at least it like felt like it sounded good it felt like you were playing a stage and Mm -hmm. so at least while the song was going you could pretend like you're rocking out in front of people kind of helped us acclimate back into the the new environment of not having live shows or tours now now i just like cry and drink beer so with me (laughs) yeah with you and i don't need like i don't need anyone to watch me do that and it's great I tell you, uh, going and seeing uh, Taylor Honeycutt uh, past Sunday, uh, the Strays, and that was probably the first live show I had seen in two months. It was and, certainly uh, the most. That like, was that was kind of emotional. New show. Oh, dude, I was. We were all like. Oh, every band huh? crushed it too. Yeah. That's probably the best I've ever seen. Uh, v Farmer. Or Josh play guitar. Oh, dude, man, who was I talking to? Was it? 
Abe or somebody. He's man. told several people that uh, it was just the coolest. He was he was like on a level of cool that like I hadn't seen where he just was like his shirt had like BB Palmer is the other band that put. Mm-hmm. But his his shirt was like one button less than I'm used to seeing him, and he had this coil cable coming off his guitar, and just like was wearing sunglasses the whole time. I was like, You're cool, man. That's <laughs> that's a cool guy. You've heard of Miles Davis. <laughs> that boy pees his pants, man. Hey, I love it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, probably the best I've heard BB Palmer ever sound, and Honeycutt had so many cool new songs that I've never heard. And, um, Red Clay Strays, you know, they shit the bed, but... <laughs> I was getting... First time I heard Red Clay Strays live, and... Well, they sounded good. That, that guy, was that was, that was it was so good. Daniel! <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were, they it were It was awesome. amazing, man. <laughs> that, uh, I'll watch them on the, the, the front like, man of Red Clay Strays' voice, fantastic. his voice can, uh, confuses me, like, he can sing so soft but like like uh i don't know it looks like elvis up there it was great yeah dude he's got that that yodel thing down and it's just it's great man raspy it's too though it's been crazy seeing their progression uh the first time i saw them was three years ago on dolphin island and uh they have music on dolphin island yeah there's one little bar it's just, <laughs> just for dolphin What's it, so. it, it, it is and it's not spelled d-o P-H-I-N. These what are a different called? breed of dolphins. <laughs> uh, the bar. That's it. Who? What's the bar called? Doherty's. D-O-R-I-T-Y. Right. for yes. It's just a small little uh, outside venue. And went and saw them. They had just got together. Like All of them had been doing music. It's kind of like the Birmingham scene. Where they'd been mm-hmm. incestually playing with other bands. They came together. So this is going to be good. And then three years later... Seeing them at Avondale, and I was like, owning it. Are you, are you yes. from down there? I lived down there for uh, six years. I've been back up here for two now. I grew up in Fairhope. So okay. I, I spent a little bit of time over there. Uh, a lot of my family lived in Mobile. But. Did you know the B.B. Palmer guys? Or I don't know if you know Bernard. I didn't. Because I know he's from Mobile, and that's kind of where I knew him from, and like living in Auburn and stuff. But he was also on that show. I don't know if you caught this there. Uh, he was the first, right? Yeah, yeah. I got there late, so I missed it, but <laughs> love that dude, too. Yeah, everybody, uh, everybody <coughs> played it, and it was great. Cause that, I mean, that's a conversation that comes up quite a bit is uh, give me a month to practice because I feel like i got a lot of rust to knock off. Because you go from playing a show, what, you know, every night or every other night to not. <laughs> yeah, for know. a few months. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, why practice? There's nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and we're gonna close there. <laughs> on a very sad note. <laughs> on a very sad note. And here comes ours. <laughs> this next song is real sad. Kind of <laughs> I knew we'd find the perfect end. <laughs> Bring a man with the sugar, leave him with the salt. The 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 best thing about quarantine to me that was. Uh, um, being able to do all these Zoom co-writes with people that probably would have never written with me. Um, I'm getting to write with uh, David Ryan Harris coming up as a like John Mayer's guitar player, and I was like freaking out about that. And like uh, Rob Thomas is the coolest one, man. Come on, yeah. Co-wrote a song with Rob Thomas. Co-wrote a song with. Uh, uh, several with Austin Jenkins, some with Marcus King. Wow. Um, and I'm leaving out a whole bunch of other people. Um, Jeff Trot. Jeffrey, Jeff Trot, and uh, uh, Marty Fredrickson, um, who wrote with Aerosmith, like uh, Just Push Play. Um, that was he wrote almost every yeah, song on that record. Anyway. And honking on Bubba. <laughs> it was just the best album name. But uh um Jeffrey Trott wrote a lot of those um uh we were just talking about her. Uh yeah, Cheryl Crow. A lot of the show and has an album with Cheryl Crow and um just been Tuesday Night Social Club Super, album. super lucky to, because I don't think I would have they would have all been on tour, 
you know, that they wouldn't have this amount of availability. So that's been very scary, like very scary. And, but also like to, to almost have, like I'm up to seven songs now. I've almost seven songs I'm proud of that I think we will definitely perform on the road and record at a, a future date. Um, that I got to write with these people. And then me, even me and Daniel, like living in the same house and me and Zach Austin, um, we've come up with some really cool shit together for, for Zach stuff or, or for Little Rain Band, for Daniel's band. And um, it's just been, it's been great to like, I feel like I went through like two years of, of, of writer's block and then it, it's kind of all coming out now. Even though I don't, I never know what we're gonna write about, and it's like you have to meet the person first through Zoom because it's like we're total strangers, and then we end up talking about Sorry. something. It's like, shut up, Siri. Sorry. I said, um, <laughs> speak up. You know, it. You don't know anything about the person except what it says on Wikipedia, right? Or a YouTube interview or something, and uh. And then you end up meeting the person and they're nothing like the YouTube thing or they're nothing like their stage presence and they're just chill, just like Rob Thomas was just a dude. Yeah. Like everybody's turned everyone usually is just a dude. Dude, Matt Funny has like outlined my childhood, so <laughs> I have a dude. I got a buddy dude. that will almost fight you when he gets to drinking if you disagree that <laughs> Rob Thomas is not the best that it's ever been. He, like, that, uh, <laughs> that Matchbox 20 album with the guy wearing the uh, ADR that first album. Oh, yeah. yeah. That album rocks, dude. It's fantastic. He will fight you over that album. <laughs> it holds up. That album holds In up. Defense it, it? In defense of it or hating it? In defense of it. Like, if you say you don't like Matchbox 20, he's going to bring that album up and name about three or four songs. And if you still say no, he's ready to fight. <laughs> yeah. Well, he ain't wrong. <laughs> Let me text Rob. <laughs> but yeah, but that's that's another thing. It's it, it's been good for for me. Is yeah. we probably wouldn't be doing this. I mean, you, but ain't no telling where you'd be right now. You know, yeah. probably Space Texas. You know, Space Texas. But <laughs> Ford driving with his pedal steel machine, watching a basketball <laughs> game, <laughs> soccer game, soccer game. <laughs> Dude, Ford watches sports while he's driving. I'm just gonna throw that out there to the world. This is not a joke. This is the world that we're living in. He also sometimes sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. Plan to not have to drive. <laughs> and like, are you watching a basketball game? It's like, well, I'm not really watching. Are you curling your hair? <laughs> like, dude, get out! I'm driving. There's a there's a chick in my hometown. She has a, a reputation for being possibly the worst driver ever. And I got in the car with her one time and rode. And she set her she set her phone sideways, like right there where the speedometer is, and turned Netflix on. Oh, no. I was like, no wonder you got such a bad rap. What are you watching, Office? <laughs> Man, I'm all die watching the Office. I'm in. Yeah. I heard they're taking the Office off of Netflix. Well, good thing I've seen them all. Watch it a tenth time before. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) The whole. (laughs) My roommate Zach just watched it for the first time all the way through, and now he gets all our references. It rocks. Oh, now I get why you are why you are. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it though. (laughs) That was a cool show. Anything else to add or subtract before we go? Mm. Uh, I still like. Greta Van Fleet's butts. I would like to keep wow, that. The whole Western newbie double down over here. <laughs> <laughs> we already took that out of the first day. Greta Van Fleet, your butts rock. <laughs> so, sometimes they do an 80s version of High Horse. Well, we're going to do the real version this time. It's like, uh, what was the... I thought that was going to be the intro to the Rooftop California song. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
But uh, yeah, we'll leave y'all on a sad note. Uh, it's been an honor to be part of Porch Talk. Uh, thank you, Alan. Thank you, Thank you, Alan. Well, uh, we appreciate y'all. Uh, and um, this is High Horse. Yeah, y'all ready? <laughs> That's a last intro, man. <laughs> Just whenever y'all get ready. I forgot what key is in D. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I need to silence my phone. Kinda sorta think the song is in C. <laughs> Come to find out it's in D. A half drunk mistake. <laughs> but this live stream's fake. Now I'm gonna keep going. This is the whole podcast. Alright. Wait, how do you count off a waltz? One, two, three, four, four five, six. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> two,
Papa, can you hear me? Thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. We got a website, www.porch-talk.net. You can go there and you can see what we've done, what we're going to do. You can meet the people of Porch Talk. You can see what we got going on on our Facebook page. It's called Here Today, Gone Tomorrow. It's a live stream series. Our second one is on September 9th at 8 p.m. Central with Black Betty, Joshua Andrew Cosby of Memphis. The thing about the show, Here Today, Gone Tomorrow, is when it's over, I'll take the liberty of deleting it. So if you didn't see it live, you didn't see it at all. That's the whole point of it. It's just like going to a show. So, that's all I have, but I'm going to let you uh, experience some of this, then we're done. Peace out, guys. Thank you so much again. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.